0: Welcome to Conversations, a podcast featuring conversations about life, theology, scripture, church, and everything in between. Hosted by Genesis Church in Mexico, Missouri. Find out more at www.genesisbegins.com.
1: All right, welcome to another uh, podcast, Conversations with Genesis Church. And uh, I'm Jeff Stott, and uh, Billy Johnson's uh, in the house. And so, uh, all right, so today we're actually going to be starting a new series. And uh, it's called Design, D E S I G N. You know, there's sometimes I have to spell words because the way my accent is, people don't quite understand the word I'm saying. (laughs) Right. You know, and I have to spell it. (laughs) And yep. so sometimes I don't, to me, I say it clearly, everybody else says it wrong. Sure, sure. But, anyway, so we're going to take a look at what's called a design, D-E-S-I-G, D-E-S-I-G-N, um, and it deals with how you are designed to serve God, how you are designed to serve others, how you are designed for ministry. And we're going to walk through this over the next, um, well, at least six, maybe seven podcasts because we're going to do a general overview today, and then we're going to break it down one one aspect of it per episode. So that'll be seven. Wow. Yes. That's going to be a series there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, now before we get into that, one of the things I like to do is at the beginning, I've started uh, trying to think of uh, helpful things and resources or activities. Like one time we talked about the no tech yes. kind of thing, you yep. know? Right. And so uh, today, um, I... I want to promote something. I'm not getting money for this. Okay, let me say that clearly. Oh, we're I, not? Okay. No, I'm oh, not. Oh, well, not too then. bad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, they should. Absolutely. Yeah. So you tell Tyndale Publishing that they need to contact me on this. I'll,
0: one. I'll get them on the phone after this. You do it. All yeah.
1: right. So, um, all right. So, uh, I okay, on my shelves, I have all kinds of Bibles. Okay. I've got a Swahili Bible. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, that was given to me by a missionary. Uh, you know, I got uh, I got a Hebrew Bible, I got a Greek Bible. You know, I've got various translations. Now, a lot of this you can get online now. Man, those were handed to me years ago before you know everything was online. And uh, so, oh, the other day, um, I thought I was looking at some. I was looking for. I thought I already had one, but I didn't. I was looking for a chronological Bible. Oh, that's yeah. That's neat. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I thought I had one. I didn't. And So I uh, got online, and I couldn't find what I was actually looking for online. I'm sure it's out there. I just couldn't find it. And so I thought, well, you know what? I- I'm just going to order one. You know, because uh, I've got stuff I'm working on that I'm going to I'm going to need it. And so, um, so I landed on the chronological life application study Bible. Okay. Okay. It's put out by Tyndale. And now it's the, <coughs> you can get this in whatever translation you like. I just, I got it in NLT. And so, um, so I've been messing around with it the last, you know, few days. I mean, it's, I mean, it's brand new. I mean, it smells new, you know, there it is. Boy, it smells like a brand new book. <laughs> I thought something smelled <laughs> yeah. wonderful. When yeah, I came there, there it is. You know, yeah. you know, the smell of books, man. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. Now, if you're not, if this is new to you, a chronological Bible, the concept, Okay, so what you most Christians what they have is called a, a, a canonical Bible, okay. Mm-hmm. It is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, you know, six six books, one book after another. Sure. And with no regards to timeline, that's just how it was put together, you know, and um, and there's a reason for that. But now, if you've been studying that for a while and and you want a, just a different Perspective on reading through the through the Bible or whatever, I would recommend going and getting a chronological Bible of some type, because what it does is it takes all sixty six books of the Bible, every single verse, and to the best of the scholar's abilities, they put it in chronological order, so it it reads like like one story. Sure. So like you know uh, now what you can find it's like with the gospels it's usually called a harmony of the gospels and so what they'll do is they'll take Matthew Mark Luke and John and they put it all in order yeah you know and so cuz you know Mark talks about some things and then Mark doesn't talk about but Matthew yeah. does uh-huh. and, you know and so they'll put it all together so you have the harmony of the gospels you've got it all together so <clears throat> um, anyway so i was i've been looking through this now outside of the chronological aspect of it this particular particular chronological life application study bible Okay, I don't have time to get into it, but I'm looking at the extras that it comes with. Yeah. I am highly impressed. I wish I would have had this thing a long time ago. Yeah. You know? So what I'm saying is, if you want to upgrade your library, if you will, uh, I would highly recommend this Chronological Life Application Study Bible, especially with the perspective of reading it as one story where, you know, they put... The minor prophets together, if they overlap, you know, the, yeah. you know, talking about the same things, you know. And you kind of follow the kings in order, you know what I'm saying, in the Bible story. You fo- follow Israel, and, you know, you just kind of work yourself through it, you know. and um, But anyway, I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be interesting. So if you need something, if you want to, like, change up your Bible reading. Where did you go to get that? Well, okay, so uh, I, I ended up landing on... It was either you know I'll be honest with you I don't remember it's either Amazon yeah you know or it was um, CBD dot com Christian yeah. Book Distributors I wondered if yeah it, if it wasn't one of those two. yeah it was, it's one of those two but because I order I got some other stuff I was actually in the process of ordering other stuff thought you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and order this chronological Bible yeah and uh, some of the stuff I get through CBD some I just get on Amazon and and it's, you know it's faster to, it's not necessarily cheaper on Amazon <laughs> it's just faster through Amazon. Sure. For whatever reason they can get it here quick, you know. Sure. But well, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Uh, I also was gonna was gonna say I've been thinking a lot about this whole picking a word for the year thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. For some reason, ever since you mentioned that, that's been on my mind several times, right? And I think I'm so I I think if I remember correctly, you mentioned that Brad's word this year was discipline. That's correct. Okay. So I think I'm gonna go with that word. Oh, are you? You gonna uh, choose his word? This year. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And, you know, so there's some areas in my life that I I generally, you know, I'll procrastinate, uh, taking care of those things or I'll push those things off. And really it's just a case of I need to be disciplined. I need to to meet those responsibilities or, or whatever, you know, whatever it is, I need to kind of meet them head on. Right. So I'm, I'm going to try to be more disciplined this year on the things that, you know, that I, that I struggle to find interest in, but I need to take care of it. You know, those sorts of things. Get so, it done. yeah. So, you know, I, I think, I think I'm going to try to keep that word in mind mm-hmm. this year and, and hopefully allow that to kind of guide some of my decision making mm-hmm. and some so that way I could start checking off some of the things I need to get taken care of, you know both like spiritually and just day to day so yeah i i've been for some reason i've been hung up on that word and and felt kind of convicted uh with that word well, and yeah. and i'm not saying I like that <laughs> i'm not saying that that's <laughs> right that I'm looking forward to that right. but this is a this is you know just an area in my life i need to you know I need to focus in moron so i think yeah I, I think i think that'll be my word this year
1: well you know okay so here's what you need to do then you need to write that <laughs> word down put yeah it in places yeah you'll forget it like yeah like i will you know yeah. and so uh i don't want to right for the record yeah put it on your mirror put it in your truck you know just somewhere
0: yeah because i think 2024 for me is uh you know there's so look i am loving where God has taken me, I'm loving the path He's put me on. I'm loving all of those things, but I also know that there are a couple of areas in this wonderful life of mine <laughs> that I can that I can work work on. And right. I, I ever since you mentioned it, uh-huh. yeah, discipline or disciplined, I right. I've, I've I can't shake it. Yeah, and so. So I'm feeling a little bit
1: convicted, Jeff. I'm liking it. Uh, Well, you know what? Well, I'm
0: not liking it because I know what it means. Uh, I'm looking forward to being on, I say the other side of it. But, you know.
1: You're going to enjoy the results of
0: it. There you go. There you go. But I know there's some work. I know there's some things I need to chip away. And uh, so, or some things I just, you know, there's. So I can't help also think about. Like, you know, sometimes we talk about the non spiritual things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, some everything's spiritual, but it doesn't feel spiritual, you know, and and some <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes the the day to day stuff, right? Uh, that isn't doesn't appear to be super spiritual are things I need to hone in on and just, you know, and also to be honest with you, by being a little bit more disciplined, I think that I think it could help root out some areas of selfishness also you know so I, I i think about my wife and i think about some of the things at home that i need to get taken care of and those right. things right that that are not a big deal but i i need to get them done or i need to help out more here or i yeah. need you know and and so so my hope is is that a this year i'll become more disciplined or at least more forthright in my effort to take care of those things that are not necessarily high on my priority list and at the same time um help root out some more self-centeredness or selfishness that I'm dealing with, you know, and, and we, that we all deal with. But I'm going to try to be, you know, and I, I can't help but think about intentionality and all those things. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to hone in on that word discipline and, and uh, push to to do the things that don't excite me or, or that but need to be done. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I feel like God's been kind of talking to me you the know, last couple of days about it.
1: Sounds to me like you're growing up to be a fine young man.
0: Well, but I don't want to. You know, it's you're harder. you're going from,
1: see, you're starting to sound like an adult. Yeah. I, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, when you put it that way, I do yeah. agree. Yeah. I do agree. Uh, you know, but, yeah, there's, there's some. Li- Will and I, I also, I was thinking about you the other day, right? So, and, man, the listeners are going to go, wow, this guy, right? So... <laughs> So, okay, so at my house right now, we have got our our sewer is not completely clogged, but it's, you know, it's backed up. We've got somebody coming to take care of it tomorrow. So we haven't been running the dishwasher, right? So I was talking to my wife the other day, and she's like, yeah, I haven't been able to run the dishwasher. I said, well, you know, I guess, I guess, I guess you'll have to just wash the dishes in the sink, (laughs) right? I wasn't thinking about you know what I was saying? I was just offering up a solution, you know, well, that
1: you will have Well, to well yeah,
0: there. Okay, so look, it sounds like you might have keyed in probably on the same thing she keyed in on. But so I, I got to thinking about it, and it was Sunday after church. Uh, Tosh had something to do, I think. And I thought, you know, there's no reason I can't get in there and help, you know, and do these things, right? Uh-huh. Well, I was enjoying sitting in my chair. Mm hmm. You know, and I thought, I need to get up, yeah. and I need to go do the things I don't want to do. Discipline. I need to show some discipline in this spot, because I know I need to do those things. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I don't expect you, who has to do everything, <laughs> right? I don't expect Tasha, really any of the listeners, to say, wow, look at him grow. You know, I don't expect that, but in my life, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> You know, we're taking some big steps here, Jeff. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I don't know. I've just been feeling some conviction and I I need to, and like I said, if I, if I behave with more discipline, I truly do believe that that will help root out some of the self-centeredness and selfishness that I have. And so I think I can get two for one, like a two for one deal. (laughs) You know, if you do one, uh-huh. some of the benefit is yes. this other thing. Right. You know, it helps this other thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I... Uh I, I would, I would, I would like to say I want to thank you for bringing that up, <laughs> but not really. Yeah. I, I, that's not how I'm feeling about it. But I am feeling convicted. So, well, so anyway, a, you got me hooked in.
1: Well, here's the deal. Ish. You know, so like when people choose a word and they, you know, they say, "Okay, God, what word do you want me focusing on this year?" Yeah. Which is usually what aspect of my life do I need to focus in? And the yeah. word summarizes that. So, um, here's the thing. Let's just say you are a. Let's say right now on a scale of one to ten. Uh Uh-huh. Let's just say you're a five on a discipline. Okay. Let's just say by focusing on that word, Mm -hmm. you just, for this year, you just moved to a six. We're not talking about getting a 10. Sure. Okay. We're just saying, are you going to 5.5? Slow progress is progress. Well, here's the deal. You're going to, you know, just that movement forward, you've just now become a more disciplined person. Yes. You know, now say, let's say Brad, say that's his word too. Well, let's say he goes from a five to a seven. Right. Well, Well... Everybody's different here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But everybody's yeah. moving forward at a certain pace, you know? Yep. And um and I and I, and, I, and I think this whole word for the year kind of thing, aspect of the year that God wants to work on you, uh, I think if the listeners will, you know, seriously choose a word and then let that kind of be their theme for that year, um, I think they will find improvement. Can you imagine doing something like this year after year after ten years, fifteen years? And
0: you know you know what, you, <clears throat> so I, for the record, I didn't choose this word. Okay. I didn't want any part of this. <laughs> so here's the thing, and I'll be honest with you, and this sounds crazy. Uh-huh. Where it just punched me in the face, uh-huh. it was the most unlikely place. Okay. I am sitting in the drive-thru of a Hardee's. <laughs> now... I am thinking about my curly fries and my drink my monster and, and, burger, my monster and my monster burger, right? Right. And
1: my, you know, my forty-four ounce. Now,
0: maybe that was
1: the discipline
0: God was talking to me about. <laughs> maybe I've missed the mark, <laughs> but I'm sitting in the drive-through of Hardee's. Okay. And I just and it just popped in my head, and I have not been able to shake it since. And and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't like. Going, well, let me let me really meditate on the things Jeff and I talked about in the podcast. Let me really let me just really deep dive. Let me process this and
1: apply it to my life. Right, right. right.
0: While (laughs) I'm in the Hardee's drive thru, I was not thinking that. But God had other plans. And I'll be honest, I have tried to just shake
1: Mm -hmm. it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it ain't letting you go. I know. It's almost like it chose you.
0: I know. Isn't it's it? almost like God has a
1: God just
0: has has a plan for yeah. me this year, and He's He's ready to start. You know. So with so first of all, being a Christian has been incredible, mm-hmm. right? And and being saved and growing and all those things has been incredible. It's mm-hmm. been the best season of my life I've ever experienced ever, right. uh, and I'm super excited. I want everybody to experience it, but mm-hmm. obviously we all experience it at, at a different rate. But I also will say. You know, on the flip side of that, let's be honest, that growth has been one of the most difficult things. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. The reason I am not disciplined in some of these areas that I'm feeling convicted about is because I don't want to do them. Mm -hmm. These are not things that are fun for me. These are not things that I want to do with my spare time.
1: Yeah, you don't have to be convicted by God to do the things you want to do.
0: Correct. Yeah, I do you those just, things easily. you just going to do it. Yeah. So I am not... So here is the truth. The truth is, is I am happy because I know what God... I have seen what God has for us on the other side of that growth. And I'm not talking about like some new car shows up in your driveway right, or this and that. No, right. I'm a better human as a result right. of the struggles and the growth and all those things. I know that. I'm very proud of that and very happy. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful to God for that. But I'm also wise enough to know that it wasn't much fun getting there. Mm-hmm. And so, this particular exercise mm-hmm. or this particular instruction that I feel like I'm getting, I'm not looking forward to that because right. that right. means I have to do a bunch of
1: things that I don't want to do. Right. But I'm going to do them. Well, okay. So, here's the thing. You know, I always, you know, the first, one of the first thoughts in my mind when say, well, God's really talking to me about this. And that's what you're talking yeah. about. This yeah. This idea of discipline. Okay. So, that. Obviously, God is you know must be working on it in your life yep. about something, which is interesting because. So, what is Billy Johnson going to need to be more disipl- disciplined about in the future? What's yep. coming down? God knows what's coming down the pipeline. Sure enough, and he said, "Man, I've got to get Billy to at least a six. I've got to get him prepared for that. But he's but or it'll be too overwhelming. Yep, it's going to be overwhelming. But two, there's a one point where it gets like." I am not ready. Right. Well, that's because you hadn't been listening to God for the last five years. Yep. Yep. And I'll tell you, I have,
0: I have absolutely in my life
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, done a real good job at different times, mm-hmm. especially in the past, but done a real good job of not listening to God. Right. You know, and going, ah, eh, I got this. Yeah. You know. You know. So I mentioned at church uh, when I did the announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, w- I was talking about like if you want to see a miracle, right. You know. Where I am is is as far as I'm concerned, a miracle so and and the reason that it's such a miracle is because I was spending so much of my time not listening to God, and in fact spent a lot of my time trying to figure out how to uh be able to tell people God wasn't real right you know so i mean i i was I wasn't just not listening, mm-hmm. I was actively running away right you know so uh but I'm very thankful and happy mm-hmm. because God has shown me time and time again that he has mm-hmm. been working um to prepare me for things in my life some of those things are just some of those things have been rewards and beautiful Mm. things some of those things have been terrible struggles you know that i couldn't have got through if he wasn't preparing me so yeah i do i am listening and i do know that this word discipline there's something there's a reason that this word is important in and and won't leave my mind you know so uh so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the growth i'm not looking forward to the process, process yeah. you know it's like going to the gym you love looking in the mirror after you get a pump but it wasn't much fun
1: getting the pump <laughs> okay first of all when you get to my age you 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 never look you never <laughs> love looking in the mirror really yeah really no nah. I mean, ask Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: You right. don't love looking
1: in the mirror anymore. Not anymore. No.
0: Yeah, you're right. But so <laughs> the the end result, I know I'll be better prepared. Right. But I don't want to. Right. I mean, let's be honest. I don't want to. I'm going to, but I don't want to. Mm. So anyway, I wanna. I think I'm. I think I'll only say this once. Thank you for bringing it up. Okay. But I will not say that again. Okay. Well, so that's because I'm not going to be thanking you through this year. I'm well, sure. Well, be
1: sure and uh, tell Brad the same thing because you know. You no,
0: know, you I, can, I told you. Can. You could pass. It on. Oh, okay. I don't want to say it again. <laughs> he listens to this, so he'll. Yeah. Hear, well, there, so, you there you go. There you go. Well, appreciate Brad, you. we appreciate appreciate you, you Brad. Billy
1: appreciates you.
0: Well, I you know. I appreciate. I don't know. My, my mind might change.
1: You, know? <laughs> you might so anyway, it later. So
0: that's my, that yeah. is my, I, I'm feeling a little convicted for right some on. reason. I right. don't know what it is, but yeah. I, I'm a listener now. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're going to work in that direction. Right so right. anyway, there you go.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. That was good. good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Discipline. Yeah. All
1: right, Billy, we're going to watch it happen
0: and by the way for the listener i was about five minutes late to the podcast this morning so the discipline thing hasn't kicked in yet <laughs> yeah.
1: and for the listener he also had a busy day yesterday i did outside it was like zero degrees or whatever you know fighting a fire sure so sure sure. sure one of those came in a little a little warm dragging a little worn yeah. out today so. yeah. uh, all right so let's uh uh we're going to talk about design yes. and uh, we're going to dive in again this is an overview and of what this is and so uh and I think many believers are not aware their design is an indication of how God wants to use them in His kingdom. So here's what happens: believers will do this. They'll say, <clears throat> "You know, I just I'm not sure what God wants me to do with my know. life. What's the purpose of my life? Well, you get you know, and here's the here's the generic save creation. Well, it's to glorify God. Sure. Go out and make disciples. Go out and make disciples. Yeah. What? A, okay, but what does that mean for yeah. Susie? What does that mean for, you know, Billy? What does that mean for Jeff? What does that mean for Pam? What does that mean for Latasha? You know, all these other people. Yeah. So, because uh, it's going to look different. For sure. It's going to sound different, smell different, you know. End result, yeah, we want to glorify God. We want to make disciples, all that kind of stuff. But, okay, how do I do that? Well, that's a big abstract idea. Yeah. You know, that's a, it's a that's a big thing to wrap that's your right. mind around. Yeah. And it's kind of like uh when somebody's tells you, well, you just need to pray about it. Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> what well, How how do I pray about right. this? I don't even what, you know? So uh, it's just a, a cliche Christian answer kind yeah, of thing, right? Yeah, Okay, so but now we're going to get past the cliche, and we're going to dive in. We're going to answer the question, how do you discover God's will for your life when it comes to doing ministry and serving others, and, and how does he want you to do it? Well, he made you. He created you a certain way. He designed you a certain way that if you look at your design, it will give you evidence, clues, Serious indicators of what God wants you to be all about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're going to unpack that, overview it. And that's we're going to dive that's so exciting. Yeah. Th- I mean, once people see the light bulb of this, yeah. here's what happens: their their life makes sense.
0: Yes. Okay. And you know what's neat? We wander around. <laughs> we wander around, going, "Yeah, what does God want me to do he with does. my life? Right. What what direction am I heading right. in? Uh, between the Bible." Mm-hmm. And some of these types of ideas, God has made it clear, yeah it's just hey, do we have the tools to look at ourselves objectively mm-hmm. and to identify some things about ourselves? Well, this is one of those tools
1: yeah. yeah and 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 God he tells us in his word he says i've you know I've given you a, a certain desire and passion for something yes, you know i've given you experiences, I've given you spiritual gifts, you know I've given you a, a very individual personality there is nothing the bible does not touch on right he said it's incredible i've designed you a certain way yes so let's so now now some of the not backlash but resistance to some of this is comes from some groups saying well all you need is the word because i'm about to say something that sounds weird well you just need to seek god you need to you know seek him and and because and that's true sure Okay, uh, but his word tells us something about ourselves, and there are times where you really do need to look at you. Yeah. You need to understand you. You know what I'm saying? How you're wired. God wired you that way. Well, so it's no different. If I've got a problem at my house, right. right? So let's say I'm
0: out in the yard doing something, right? Well, let's say I've got a problem, and, and so then I go to my garage. Well, I'm looking for a specific tool mm-hmm. to solve that problem. So I've got to identify how—I've got to identify the tool, how to use it proper, and is that the right tool for this job? That's right. Well, we're no different. That's right. We're no different. So Mm -hmm. until we identify ourselves and how we operate and whether we're the right tool for that circumstance or that circumstance, until we're able to identify those things, we we might be trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Right. It might not be what God had for us at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, no, 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 I'm telling you something different. You're not paying attention. You're not paying attention to the word, right. the way I've designed you, all those things. So it's important yeah. for
1: us to, to think through this so we can identify how God wants to use us. Well, okay. <clears throat> God made very clear through Paul when he was writing to the Corinthians, he says, Look, you are the body of Christ. Yeah. Some of you are eyes, some yep. of your ears, some of your mouth, some of your hands, some of your feet. You See what I'm saying? Yep. And so, um, uh, we're all designed different to serve him differently. And uh, and so one of the ways to do that is a step back and say, okay, God, let's look at your creation, me. Yes. You created me. All right. So what does that mean? And how much freedom uh, is in that? Okay,
0: God, so... Uh, I don't need to pretend to be this person or that right. person. I could be who you intended for me to be, right. and you will still use me, right. little old me. That's right. You know, there, there's some freedom in that, that man. There, is. there is there. That opens up these little boxes that we put ourselves yeah. in, man. That just destroys those walls and just opens it up. It's right. like, okay, I better understand. What it is you want me to do? Let me just go do that. I don't need to be this person
1: right. or that person. Yeah. Now think about it. Think about if you were okay. So if the Christians that are listening, if we step back and we and we ask questions like this, all right, Lord, why did you make me a man? Mm-hmm. Why am I a man that was raised in South Arkansas? Why am I white? Why am I six four? You know, and let's go. And let's go beyond. Well, it's just genetics. That's just who you are born. Okay, God put me in His body. Yes, because the real me is not what you see. Right. This the Bible says this is just a temple. It's temporary. You know, so the real me is only inside somewhere. So, <clears throat> you know, why am why am why God did you create me this way? See, what 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 will happen is that eliminates. All the stuff that deals with racism and gender issues. Right. Because now you're saying, God, you made me a man, I am white. Or you made me a woman and I'm black. Right. Or I'm Asian. Or or whatever. God, why am I an albino? <laughs> like, you right, know, right. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How okay, so now you're <clears> saying how God, this is you created this, you allow or allowed this. So now how do I use it? okay what's why am I designed this way all right now um uh now your design when you start looking at design one of the things you're going to have to keep in mind is your design is never going to contradict God's word so you you can say something like well God made me gay well the Bible's going to say no he didn't right (laughs) okay You see what's happening here? Yeah. All right. Now, you may have homosexual tendencies, just like other sins. You know, like people have tendencies towards certain things. Yeah. Uh, But however, that tendency is an indication, okay, now how would God use me in this? Right. You see what's happening? Yeah. Okay, I'm designed a certain way, and God has allowed, you know, I always have a bent towards a certain sin, you know, whether it's greed or whatever. Right, right. Or some other... You know, like lust or some of that nature. So, okay, God, how do you, how do you use this, right, to honor you, honor honor others, and to make disciples? Mm-hmm. Okay, so a uh, little bit more splitting hairs than I wanted to on that one. But so, let's keep it simple. Yeah, we're just going to step back. We're going to take a look at the design. Here we go. D E S I G N. Design. If you understand these six principles, you'll understand how God designed you. To do what he wants you to do, and so here we go. The the letter D in design stands for desire. Okay. Okay. God has given you a heart or desire for a particular people group or a certain ministry. You know, or a certain calls. You know, you have you're passionate about something. So this answers the question: What ministry or need are you drawn toward? Okay. So Philippians chapter two verse thirteen. Because we're about the word. Does the Bible say something about this? Well, it does. The Bible says, Philippians 2.13, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Okay. Yeah. So now, a lot going on in that one verse, but one of the things that you need to see there is that God gives you a certain desire to do certain things. And also it says that He's going to give you the power to do it. Sure. Okay. So we're we're focusing on, on, on the desire. Now Revelation 17:17 17, 17 says this. For God has put in their hearts to execute his purpose by having a common purpose and by giving their kingdom to the beast until the word until the words of God will be fulfilled. Now here's the deal. I just want you to notice that in Revelation 17 it says that God has put in their hearts. He's given them a desire for something. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. So he's very interested and involved in the desires that we have. But Philippians 2.13 makes it clear that God is working in you to give you a desire that will please him. Now, so we're talking about desire. Here's how it works. This is where you ask yourself, who do I feel I can most profoundly influence for God? Who is it that I can impact? Because you can't impact everybody. See, I think about that quite a bit. Right. You know, I
0: I think about, you know, for me, Mm -hmm. um, who is it? I haven't... I haven't figured it out yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it might be right in front of me. I just don't. It is. Yeah. But uh, it's like, who is it? So I I feel, I feel great. And I I like to encourage everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, everybody that I meet that I try to get in conversation with, I have this bend towards empathy and, and uh, encouragement and those sorts of things. Right. But I often wonder like, so, and I don't, maybe I'm putting it, maybe I'm trying to put things into like little neat boxes or whatever, but yeah, sometimes I wonder, it's, it's like, okay, well, who specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if I were to ask you, <clears throat> hey, who specifically do you think God, uh, who do you think God wants you to reach? Are
1: you asking me or are you asking me for you? I'm asking you. So if I were to ask you that question, uh-huh. um, okay. So first of all, uh, my family.
0: Yeah. Number one. <laughs> yeah. That one's right in front of me and I didn't even think about it.
1: Yeah. see, so that's, okay. yeah. I had no choice about this, the family. Yeah. So, uh, love them, like them, hate them, whatever. I mean, for some reason I'm in this family. Yeah. So, uh, that's one. Number two, uh, are the people, uh, at genesis yeah because I'm, I'm thinking through my field i'm a pastor at genesis okay mm-hmm. all right so <clears throat> and that means a lot of things like my that involves like my discipleship group and those kinds of things you know sure and so uh, and that and, you know and that includes you you know sure sure stuff like that so um for me personally that's when i think of just generic general people that's yeah. that's what it's all about now <clears throat> okay so on a wider scale i do think uh god has placed me in some people's lives i'm not aware of meaning this is more i don't want to call it secondary because it's further out than that um you know through my blog site and through the podcast you know there are times where i I know god just because of people responding sending me emails sure and um you know people i'll never meet this out of heaven you know they're just they're talking about how it has blessed them, helped them, that like that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'll see I'm because of how I'm wired, I like to write, I like yeah, to put it out there. Yeah. Those kinds of things. I like doing this. I'm des- I have a <sighs> desire to do this. And, you know, I have some skill to do it. And resources around me, like, you know, our producers. Yes. Our wonderful producers. <laughs> and so uh the uh I would say there's, you know, another group. So <clears throat> uh so when I, when people say Jeff, who do you want to impact? Uh, generically though, I, I will say I want to help adults grow spiritually. Uh, I wanna, I really do. And what that looks like for me is the form of being a pastor, a discipleship group, and that and, yeah, okay, and that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but now with that <clears throat> said, when we're talking about a desire. You know, you'll have to. You know, this. Okay, this is why when I make announcements at church, or when you make announcements, or whoever, and we're talking about, hey, there's a Bible study, or there's a prayer gathering, or there's this evangelist outreach. You know, there's this. We have a need for the youth, and we got we need some people to volunteer to help with the youth thing or the children's thing. That's why when people are sitting there. Just like me, I'll be say if I'm sitting out there, an announcements being made, I'm going, nah, not interested, not interested, don't care, not as for somebody else. Yeah, ooh, now that one I'm interested. No, now why is it that I'm interested in one of the five announcements, right? Personally, yeah. Well, see, this happens all the time when people are sitting out there. And I agree. Actually, when they evaluate, they're thinking, nah, no, no, you know what I'm saying. But then that one jumps out. Well, it probably. Has something to do with how God has designed you with your desire. You have a desire for that. See, that's know? neat. Yeah, yeah, that's a that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so that's an indication. So there are some people who, and we'll get it. There are some people who really have a desire to minister to people who have physical needs: food, mm-hmm. shelter, clothing. There's yeah. some who could care less. You know, all right. Or, you know, there are some people who really want to help people. You know, in their spiritual life, meaning I want to help them study the Bible, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know. Um, so, anyway, those are kind of uh, under the <clears throat> canopy of, the, of this desire. That's what you'll see. So, and again, we're going to get into all of this. This is why some people are man. They have a passion for pro life yeah. and the the abortion industry and all that kind of stuff. They there are some people who who don't care about that, but they really care about abuse and violence for some reason, you know, or at risk children, those kinds of things. And we'll we'll get into all that as we dive into. It. But anyway, you kind of get the intro. Absolutely. Yeah. you got a desire. God's given it to you. And by the way, that desire may change as you get older. Sure. And there's a reason for it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. All right. So we're talking about your design, your design for ministry. So God has given you a desire for something or someone. Um, and now he's going to give you some experiences. That's the E in the design. So experiences, what God, what God has allowed you to go through in your life may be an indication of where he wants you to minister. Yeah. Okay, good and bad and ugly. Yeah. All right. So this is the, que- the question you answer here is, what has God brought you through you could use to help others? Okay? You know, your family experience, spiritual experiences, painful experiences, educational experiences, ministry experiences, whatever, you know, doesn't matter. So here's the Bible verse for it. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles. Now, why does he do that? To help us be happy? Right. Help us right. feel better? hmm Okay. I, I think he wants us to feel better. But he says here, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Man, that's... That's like beautiful. Okay, I mean so that, now, that really is
0: that's that's something different, man. Now,
1: okay, so in okay. I don't know that that one hit me. Right? Yeah, that that yeah, one that's was a good one. Yeah, right. that, I don't know. All right, so here's the deal. <clears throat> the other night um, at discipleship group, uh, I meet with three other guys, and uh, and the question I laid out for them was, okay, we're we're going through this marriage book at this point. Yeah, and uh, the question I, I laid out was. Uh I said, hey, why don't you ask your wife, what is the most painful experience she's ever had, ever? I said, her answer will tell you a lot about her. And now here's what would you – none of us had have, have ever asked our wives that question. Right. us supposed been married for 30 years. Uh-huh. Now, some of us might say, well, I know the answer is going to be me. <laughs> I'm the most painful experience she's ever had, okay? That she continues to go through. That she continues <laughs> yeah. to go through. Okay, so, uh, but uh, but here's the thing. What, I, what I'm saying to you, if you look at your life and you go, okay, <clears throat> painful experience. Um, whether you chose to put that painful experience on yourself or somebody else did. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just poor decision on your part or somebody forced it on you. Right. Um, you can choose to waste it. Oh, no doubt. Okay. Or you can say, okay, God, I hated it. Don't want to ever go through it again. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to waste it. I, and God, as I look back on it now, I realize that you actually helped me through it. There were people in my life that helped me through it you showed up in certain ways, whatever, you know, he did. You gave me comfort in some way. Um, and yeah. now I'm going to help others intentionally.
0: You know, I got to say this. <clears throat> so you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the first thing is your family. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's one of the, one of the, right. the reasons that you're here and, and your desire. And, and so anyway, um, <clears throat> so just the other day, I was having a, I was having a conversation with my wife, uh, for the listeners that don't know me, I've been with my wife twenty three years. She is, she's an incredible human. Uh, she's put up with a lot out of me, you know, over those years, and and I'm, I'm very thankful for. Her. And 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 so the other day we were having a conversation, and she was sharing some stuff with me that, uh, you know, that we hadn't really talked about before, and I found it fascinating because it was like the things that she was kind of struggling with or kind of working through. Um, I had been through almost the exact same experiences hmm. just previously. Right. And she had helped me. It's crazy because, you know, she had helped me through those experiences. She had helped me process through those things and and you know all the junk that came along with that. And I I, I I'll I'll never forget it. I'm sitting in my living room and I and I'm listening to my wife you know tell me some of these things that you know that were bothersome to her or whatever and i thought to myself wow i truly feel like i have she helped me with those things so i could help her today hmm. and sometimes that's interesting it was it was very powerful hmm. very powerful and it was odd too because yeah. uh she had spoke about these things in an open a uh, vulnerable way that she had never spoken to me before. Hmm. And I'm almost fully convinced that the reason she had never spoken to me before about it was because God intended for her to help me first so hmm. I could be supportive to her. Wow. It it was truly unbelievable. Uh and, and you know I, I told her I said man I appreciate you being mm-hmm. honest and sharing those things with me. Yeah. And, and and I'm telling you it was like she was she uh, was dealing with something that I had dealt with almost to a T, mm-hmm. and but I had just dealt with it first, and right. I only made it through because she helped me. So I think, I think, in God's wisdom, He put us together. He knew, hey, what what do I need to be disciplined on in the future? What's coming up? What <laughs> what, what what do I need to be prepared for? And I right. think God used my wife mm-hmm. yeah i know god used my wife in incredible ways to help me grow mm-hmm. so i could turn around and help her
1: right wow
0: yeah that's good that really so when you read that verse out yeah. of corinthians i mean i it, it almost what, choked me up yeah that's what got you yeah man cuz it, it's raw cuz mm-hmm. i felt that the other night comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others right that hit me because just the other night I was mm-hmm. sitting in the chair in my living room feeling like my job here, mm-hmm. the reason that she helped me was so I could then help her. Wow. That's a God thing. That is a God thing. That's a, people want miracles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you don't call that a miracle. I don't know what, you know, it seems like everybody's got a different definition of what a miracle <laughs> is. I will definitely say it's, it's a divine appointment. There you go. I will say it feels. I don't you can call it whatever you want it was powerful. Right. I was floored. Yeah. And I'll tell you, anybody's got any doubts and yeah. about <laughs> God, just look around yeah. if you're paying attention. Right. So I told my son one time, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit chatty yeah, that's today. All right. Yeah, so I told my son one day. My son came to me something was on his mind. Yeah. He said, "Dad, I'm having a hard time seeing God in this thing." And I said, "Man, I appreciate you being honest." I said, "Let's sit down." And so we got to talking, right? I told him, I said, what we need to do to hear God and to see God is is we need to take some of the distractions and push them out of the way, and we need to turn the volume down on the world. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Let's focus in on God, right? And and I truly believe that if people, if there are doubters out there about God's power, His grace, God's love, all of those things, man, get with a good Christian person. Mm Mm-hmm. Turn the volume down. Push the distractions out of the way. You want to see incredible things, mm-hmm. because incredible things happen in your living room while you're sitting in the chair. Right. If you if you're paying attention, man, it'll blow your hair back.
1: Yeah. You know. It and will. and
0: this verse and the fact that you just read this verse. Mm-hmm. So by the way, mm-hmm. for the listeners, I didn't have anything to do with him putting this verse in. <laughs> Had nothing to do with it. Didn't know that verse was going to be in that spot because right. he'll send me notes and then kind of change up the notes and this <laughs> and that. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that verse mm-hmm. was going to be in there, but that's exactly what happened to me the other night. Yeah. Tell crazy. me that's not a God yeah, thing. That's a God thing. I mean, it's incredible. I love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. So anyway, about nice. our so uh, about our overview. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, this is... This, yeah. Okay.
1: yeah, go so, ahead. And we'll dive more into our experiences yes. because there are... A, it's not just bad stuff because there are achievements like personal, vocational, relational, mm-hmm. educational, spiritual achievements, you know because you got to experience uh, various promotions and you're at the level you are in your company, your business or career or whatever. Yes. Uh, even all the way back to high school, even if you were a state champion or whatever achievements, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some academic award, all that stuff is part of your experiences, you know, uh, going through a divorce, parents going through divorce, your spouse leaving you uh, losing a child, you know what I'm saying? You know, inheriting a whole bunch of money, whatever it is. You yeah. Know? all this st- all your experiences god has allowed certain things to happen some of it he's caused and given you incredible opportunities and so now as you begin to unpack your design you're starting to see who you are and how god wants to use you because now you've sort of nailed down your desire yeah now you get some experiences all right and how those two go together mm-hmm. okay well they're probably going to connect and it's just got to think through it but we'll get to that later all right, so now we're moving through the design. We're unpacking who you are. Well, we got your desire. We got your experiences. Well, now let's talk about your spiritual gift. D E S. So now we're at the S of so spiritual gift. Now the Bible has a lot to say about spiritual gifts. It sure does. And um, God has given you at least one spiritual gift to serve and bless others. This addresses the question: What divine divine ability? In contrast to natural abilities, which yep. we'll talk about later, what divine ability did God did God give you to help others to serve others? Okay, I'm not going to read there's a, a lot of verses on this, but I do want to read a little bit here. This is out of First Corinthians chapter 12, and the Bible says, "Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unaware. One trans- translation says, "I don't want you to be ignorant. Sure, okay, so I want you to be aware that you've got a spiritual gift, everybody's got a spiritual gift, okay. Yep. Um, and then, if you jump down a few verses, it, he says, "Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit." Okay, so there's there's multiple, there's all kinds of spiritual gifts. Depending on how you look at a the few, there's about nineteen to twenty one. Depending on how you look at a couple of them, uh, spiritual gifts actually mentioned in the Bible. Okay, and which we'll get into when we talk about spiritual gifts in more detail later. And then the Bible also, this is all First Corinthians chapter twelve. The Bible says there are varieties of effects but the same God who works all things in all persons. So you've got a variety of gifts, and they all produce different effects. Yeah. Isn't that, that's, man, that's okay. awesome. But, but what yeah. he, he doesn't mean the spiritual gift of teaching has a different effect, and the spiritual gift of mercy has a different effect. He does mean that, but he also means, okay, Jeff, you're, I've given you the gift of teaching, but you're going to have a different effect. Absolutely. Than, say, Billy Johnson when he's teaching. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a different effect because mm-hmm. the teaching styles are different, which comes in later. Okay. So, but we. Okay. Yeah, so you, you know, don't want to deep dive into yeah, that. Don't, we don't yeah. have time. I <laughs> not, want to I a, deep dive into oh, all yeah. of this and talk for and the next we're eight going, hours. Yes, and you we know. will. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so uh, everybody has every Christian has their own spiritual gift. So once you once you're going through this, what's going to happen is you're going to say, okay, I have a desire for it. Just hypothetically, let's say you have a desire to, for youth ministry. Mm-hmm. students, teenagers, okay? Well, you, you look at your experiences, so what are your experiences that you can bring to the table mm-hmm. with that group? Now you're looking at your spiritual gifts. You're thinking, oh, well, my spiritual gift is serving. Okay, so if that's the case, well, now how can you serve the youth ministry or how can you serve in the context of ministering to students? Right. You see, desire, yeah. experience, serving. Yeah. Is your spiritual gift. So now, oh, okay. I'm starting to figure out who I am. Yes. You see what's happening? Yeah. Okay. So we're moving right along. Now we're going to get into individual style. This deals with your personality. Hmm. And everybody's quirky. Sure enough. So D E -S S I, talking about the I in the design, individual style. So, God created you with a unique personality that is perfectly suited to serve where he planned for you to serve, okay? This addresses the question, where does your personality best suit to serve? Okay. All right. Now, when you look at the Bible, um, you can see different personalities. When you look at Paul, completely different than Peter, all right? When you look at Moses, well, his personality was not the same as Samson. Right. Right. Okay. When you look at the disciples, John and Peter. John was sort of laid back, easy going. Peter, aggressive, had a mouth on him. He's <laughs> the one that pulled out the sword and chopped off the guy's ear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. And he's the one that Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It's like, what? You know. So, um uh, you see so you see all these different personalities uh in in the Bible. Now when you start looking at people's personalities, what'll happen is there's all different kinds of ways to sort of—I I don't want to say categorize—but it does help. Yeah. Okay. You know, so Gary Smalley and John Trent—they made popular uh, several years ago. These they had four major categories. They used animals. Okay. And it was a beaver, otter, retriever, and a lion to sort of say you know generally you can put a person into one of these categories. That's interesting. I've never heard, of that. Never heard of that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, You need to check that out. Yeah. So, you know, out of the four, I'm, I'm more of a, a beaver slash lion. Cause the beavers are busy. Okay. They're doers. They work. Okay. They go, 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 go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. A lion is more of the leader, aggressive type. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, you got that <laughs> one way to look at your personality and, um, there's another this lady by the name of Florence. Uh, I never can pronounce her last name right. It's like Litauer, Litterer, or something like that. Anyway, she made popular the four different types of personalities by saying popular, powerful, perfect, and peaceful. I've heard of those. You've heard of those, yeah? yeah. And yeah. I, that's been around I, I, a while.
0: Yeah, I don't know them in like great detail, but right. I've heard of those.
1: Yeah. So, in a traditional style that a lot of people have heard of uh, is the sanguine choleric, melancholy 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 there we go yeah and the phlegmatic and personalities uh if you know rick warren he uses those he didn't create them but he uses those okay and uh then a lot of people have heard people refer to oh that's a type a type b personality sure well oh, yeah okay that's again another way to do it type a personality is typically known as the director goal-oriented risk-taking good under stress you know a type b is a socializer relationship oriented outgoing enthusiastic you know you, so you get these four different types type a type b type c type d these different personalities then if you want to really get into the personality stuff you can go to the Myers Briggs type indicator which uh, if you're going to college and or worked on a masters or anything a lot of times colleges will have you take the Myers Briggs personality exam mm-hmm. you know or not test. I don't know what we call because I've taken it. Assessment. Assessment. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And it helps you to understand who you are. And and uh, there are sixteen different personalities. Okay, with the combination of these various categories. So, so, sure. So you can kind of say, oh, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Um, and, uh, and by the way, uh, there have been people who have taken this Myers Briggs Type Indicator. These sixteen different personalities. Yeah. And they'll take like major epic movies and they will help you understand the personalities like they've taken star wars okay and they've assigned a character out of star wars to each one uh and so to help you go oh that's what that person's like oh that that's who i'm like you yeah know, but i'm I... han solo oh I'm, I'm i'm luke skywalker i'm you know obi-wan kenobi you okay know? so
0: so what you're saying is is that that way we can identify with the characters versus identifying the behavior of the characters? No, no the,
1: the, the, to help people understand this Myers-Briggs type indicator, yeah. they'll say, it, you know, out of these, say, 16, sure. who do you feel like you're most like? And they'll say, oh, I, I feel like I'm more like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, well, then let's talk about it. because Oh, let's break critics, it down. Yeah, it says that Luke's, the Luke Skywalker personality which would be one of these Myers-Briggs sure, sure. types is blah 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 and they go oh yeah that's me or or you could be and then oh no wait you know wait i'm more han solo you,
0: you know, know for personality tests i generally like to lean on you know the facebook uh <laughs> tests You know, they'll tell me, you know, hey, I'm a nice guy and I I like to take control.
1: Yeah, people very well
0: liked. Yeah, absolutely. Facebook uh, generally will tell me uh, just about anything I need to know.
1: Well, in the (laughs) Myers-Briggs, they not only tell you the good stuff. Yeah. They also say, well, you have a tendency to. And then they go into the. Weaknesses. It
0: sounds like I might just stick with the Facebook uh yeah.
1: little quizlets or whatever, you know, that I need to. Right. Do. Yeah. So so here's the thing. Everybody's okay. So um I'm a type A. No. I'm a beaver lion. Okay. I don't know about a beaver
0: lion. I'd have to do some more yeah, research, yeah, research, but I research, can right. confirm type A. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so,
1: uh what would you say I am? I mean, come on. Let's uh, uh let's talk about Well, it. let's see here. Okay, so really, okay, so when you look at if you're doing the type A, type B, type C, type D personality yeah. evaluation. Yeah. Technically, I am a type AC. Okay. I absolutely agree. Okay. So a, a type C is detail oriented, logical, prepared. Uh, type A is yes. goal oriented, risk taking, good under stress, okay? So And I want to I, tell the listeners mm-hmm. uh that is the most accurate depiction of you
0: with words uh, and I, I mean <laughs> no, i love it. no i agree i yeah. feel it yeah and yeah. it's cool too because i don't necessarily carry some of those qualities so mm-hmm. like you know we've talked about in other other podcasts like being An example and those sorts of things it's mm-hmm. like mimic those who are doing things better than you so yeah i i mm-hmm. though those personality traits in you are Quite op- Some of those are quite opposite to me, well, and it's good for me.
1: Yeah, and that's why I would say for you, yeah. you're a type B and type D. I would combine those two together. Type so, B is a socializer, relationship-oriented, outgoing, enthusiastic. Uh, they don't list talking, but that's would be one. They like to talk yeah. you know, with people and just kind of shoot the breeze, hang out for hours. That's you. Sure. Uh, type D uh, is the task-oriented. You are task-oriented once – You're given the task. Yes. I don't think you go looking for tasks. No, I, you know what I'm saying? You're not goal oriented, right? Goal oriented was that. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to list all these tasks. We're going to come up with a strategy. We're going to go for it. Yeah. Okay. So, but you're task oriented, stabilizing, meaning stable and you're cautious. Yes. uh, Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, okay. I you have me pegged yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, but I think type B you're stronger in type B than type D. So so when I'm okay, all of that. We'll yeah. get into all that later. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, yeah, right. So,
0: um, You keep trying to keep us with an overview here yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm super yeah. interested in this stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. I I love this I stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, here's the thing. The for the listener, you have a personality. Okay? And you can fit, you know, You fit into some of this stuff. You know, if we were to break it down and study who you are, your personality type, your personality style, your individual style, what will happen is we would land on something that's very accurate, and you would say yes. And the people around you would say, yeah, that's who they are. Yeah. They are more of an introvert rather than an extrovert. They're Mm -hmm. more of a people person rather than a project person.
0: And they're going to be able to connect with these types of people right. as a result of their personality. Yeah. And
1: they're going to really do good because of their personality. They're going to do good at this yeah. and not that. Yep. So you don't want them to... Their personality is not a leader. They are a follower. Yeah. So you don't want to put them in charge of anything. But you, but you want them on your team because they're going to get it done. Yeah. You tell them what to do, boom, they're going to get it done. Yep. So, uh, so anyway, it's important to understand who you are. Again, these are all indications... That God has created this thing called you, this tool, mm-hmm. this vessel, this weapon, this person called you. And according to Ephesians chapter 2, he created you and saved you because he, there's some good works he wants you to do. Yes. So he said, there's some things I need to get done that God wants to do. Yeah. So he made you to do them. Yes. So he designed a tool, if you will.
0: Us being the tool.
1: Us being the tool. Yep. And so, and that design includes a desire, an experience, uh, and a uh, spiritual gift, and a personality. Yeah. Those four things that we've already talked about. Yeah, that's cool. So now, as you're walking through this, as you think through this, I mean, you're going to get to know yourself pretty well if you walk through this. I mean, my desire, you're going to nail that down. You know, you're going to go through your experiences. Might be uncomfortable, but you're going to go through oh, sure. spiritual gifts may not know what they are, but you're going to, you, once you find out, you go, Oh man, I didn't know I had a spiritual gift of mercy, mm-hmm. you know? And then you're going to go through your personality. You're going to go, man, I'm more of an introvert. By the way, I know it sounds strange, but I've taken all these tests throughout educational, in the educational world. Yeah. They have you go through it more than once. Okay? Sure. And they want you to understand who you are. And so, uh, at least through my educational experience and, uh, without exception, I land just in the introvert category, meaning I like to be alone.
0: Yeah, which I've always found that to be quite fascinating yeah. because you, uh, you're very warm, very mm-hmm. open. Right. Uh, you make people comfortable. They feel very comfortable communicating with you. Right. But I also know mm-hmm. that you enjoy... Time to yourself. Oh, yeah. You enjoy spending time in your head, chewing on a problem. And I don't or, mean 30 minutes. No, not at all. I mean, a, hours. Or, yeah, hours. working through something, reading, digesting, yeah. you know, contemplating. Yeah. Like, if for as extroverted as you appear to be, right. that is one very interesting part right. about your personality.
1: Yeah, so the people who, like me, kind of land in the sort of in just in the introvert category. Right, right. Yeah, if, depending on some other factors... People are shocked to find out if they don't know us really well. Yeah, that because I talk a lot, I'm very mm-hmm. animated. Yeah, I'm a goofball. You know, it seems like I'm just kind of. There are times where I feel like I'm, I think people think, "Oh, he's alive for the party." Sure. You know. Yeah i you know, i would I would say you know that kind of thing. Yeah, that that's yeah, accurate. I don't mind being silly. Right. You know, and so it's like they think, "Oh, he's an extrovert."
0: No, I was to say if you could choose you'd be in the corner by yourself thinking through something not in the corner i would be in another building sure i was <laughs> i was trying to make it a little more polite <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but yeah, yeah you would rather yeah. be in a room alone yeah. just thinking through stuff yeah, thinking
1: writing researching yeah. that kind of thing which yeah. is another aspect of personality so all right so we're moving through this thing now we're going to come to okay we're going to come to the g in design Mm-hmm. this is where we talk about growth and spiritual maturity this goes back to our previous pod series on the stages of spiritual growth yeah where you are in your spiritual maturity will impact what you can do with your design no doubt because if you if you understand your design but you're a spiritual child well that's going to look different with what god's going to use you for or in versus say you are a spiritual parent mm-hmm. and you understand your design yeah. So that growth level, that stage of growth you're in, will will determine in some ways what you can and cannot do, what you're ready for and what you're not ready for. So you have to understand a little bit like, spiritually, I'm not ready for that. Sure. Okay. And that's one reason why the Bible talks about when you're looking for like an elder in the church, mm-hmm. you don't look for a new believer. Sure. You sure. got to give them some time and that, a lot of factors in that. So, sure. all right. Um, so if you want to know more about the spiritual growth stuff, and there's tons of verses on that, go back and listen to the stages of growth. And uh, yeah. and we'll talk about that again later on. But this is where you ask the question, what ministry am I ready for? You know, so you may not be ready. You might have the spiritual gift of teaching, but you're not ready yet. Right. Nobody's confident about it because you don't, your theology is still pretty messed up. Sure. you got to get some things worked out. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you may have the spiritual gift of mercy, but you don't know really how to use it yet. Right. I mean, you think you're being comforting, but really <laughs> you're just being obnoxious. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so you've you got to be around some people who are feathered. It's nice to be around other people who have the same spiritual gifting you have or a similar design. And you watch, and they've been doing it long, and they're much more mature. And you watch them doing it. Not saying you have to be like them, but you do learn from them. Well, yeah, like Paul said, imitate me because I follow Christ. Yes. So, um, if somebody's
0: firing on almost all cylinders and and you're not, what better piece of advice could I give that person than hey, watch them? Yeah,
1: Yeah. and the problem here is this: is that if you're a spiritual infant or a spiritual child, Mm -hmm. and you and you understand some of your design, you're probably going to be too prideful to. Recognize that you're not ready. That's sure. That, there's a problem. You know. Well, that, that's that a God with. thing. He'll, he'll yeah. That's he'll right. work on that work all stuff. That out. Yeah. That's right. Like I was when I look back, I wasn't. I wasn't really ready to be a pastor. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't spiritually mature enough. I should yeah. have done. I mean, but God let me. You know. And sure. Thought I was. You know. You know. Well, I
0: will tell you, it turned out. It turned
1: out okay. You know. I mean, God. You know, God used you. Yeah. That's right. You know. Yeah. So I mean, that's where God's grace kicks in and our weaknesses. He can can make up for our weaknesses. No doubt. Okay. No doubt. All right. All right. So we're going through this design now. We've come to the, uh, the last letter in design, and this is where we get into natural abilities. That's the letter N, natural abilities. Now, God has given you various natural skills and learned vocational skills. Okay? So... And these skills can range from carpentry and cooking and typing and mechanics and on and on goes. And we'll get into some of this. But but this answers the question, what natural or learned skills do I have that can be used in ministry? So here's a Bible verse for you. In Exodus chapter 31, God is wanting his temple built. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that chapter and a couple other chapters around it, he talks about various people that he has that can do certain things. One of the examples is in verse three, where God says, I have filled him. Talk about this guy named El, Um, He says, I have filled him with the spirit of God. Okay. Giving him great wisdom. All right. Ability. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And expertise in all kinds of, was it say? Crafts. Crafts. He's talking about he's talking about he can build stuff. Yeah. This guy is smart at building physical stuff. Yeah. He's an architect. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Okay? And he knows how to do it. And so th- so what I'm saying is this guy is not going to be the guy that's going to stand up on the platform and teach. He's right. going to be the guy who builds the platform. Absolutely. And
0: knowing that about right. yourself is right. incredible. That's right. Yes. So
1: this is why it's important to look at your ability. They're not spiritual gifts. Right. These are just abilities that some, for some reason you've learned over the years. You know, like For example, okay, God did not give me the spiritual gift of typing. Okay. Okay, here's how this developed. I can type. Yeah. I'm about a 60-word-a-minute kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that's pretty good. You know, 60 words a minute. I mean, that's yeah. like a word a second. Yeah. We're moving right along. Sure enough. You know, I'll have maybe three or four mistakes in there, but they're there. Okay. But that's why the computer has a little thing I can, you know. Well, the backspace it. key is there for a reason, yeah, too. All that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and uh, I was in high school, not think, I was thinking about an easy class, and here's the reason. Okay, I'm going to just, back in the day. Uh I wasn't really thinking about how to honor God and all that kind. I of, sure. thought I was, you know, and I was trying to do, you know, I had one foot in the world, one foot in the church, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, and uh, carnal Christian, let's just throw it out that way, you know, at the time when I was first, came. so uh, my senior year, I was really looking at saying, what, well, what can I do? What do I need to? Take? I thought, well, I'll be going to college. Why don't I, you know, it might be helpful if I learn how to type. So the high school actually offered a typing class. Yeah. But there's also another reason, and there was also a bunch of girls in that class. <laughs> yeah, right. Not a whole bunch of guys. Right. Yeah, that's sweet. Sure. <laughs> okay. So I got in there and uh back in back in that day, they didn't we didn't have laptops. We had uh electric typewriters. Yeah. That's what I learned how to do it on. So it it is funny because I had a typing
0: class in my mm. in high school. Right. We uh it was so obviously my daughter and son, they had it. I mean, they use computers right. right out of, but yeah, we had a typing class and we had some pretty basic computers and mm-hmm. some of those old electric typewriters were like over in the corner with the covers on them. Right. You, you know, go. so, so I was just, I was past right on. that, but not super far past right.
1: it. Yeah. So the, uh, so what I'm saying is this, is that that was a skill I learned how to do in that class. And then, but when I went to college, I just kept doing it. Sure. You know, and I haven't really timed myself. I'm probably faster now with the laptops. There's a lot, the keys are easier, smoother, all that kind of stuff. But here's the point is this that's just an ability that I learned. Mm -hmm. This is not a divine ability, it's just a natural ability. And this goes, this is true for anything like mechanics, uh, carpentry, cooking, uh, even I'll put athletics in there. There's some people who are just athletic, man. Yeah. Basketball, football, volleyball, softball, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, cheerleading, what, and what, they've just put a lot of work into it. Yeah, they are. They yeah, yeah they put a lot of work into it, and they are athletic. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I would put writing, singing, I would put uh, cleaning, babysitting, I'd put graphic design, sound and video, text type stuff. Computer stuff. Sure. All that stuff. It's just that, you know, people just have an interest in for whatever reason, which is interesting because I think God gives you a desire for certain things. (laughs) You think? Yeah. (laughs) Not only for certain groups of people, but he gives you a desire to learn certain things, which he knows that you're going to use later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, so this natural. So now, okay. So you're looking at yourself. You got the design. You're thinking, man. Okay, I know my I know what I'm passionate about. I see how the experiences in my life connect to it, you know. Spiritual gifts. Okay, I got I know what my spiritual primary spiritual gift is. Maybe even my secondary one. You know, my I, I get my I, I've got this particular kind of personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, spiritually, I'm at say a spiritual young adult. Let's just say, for example, I'm a spiritual young adult. I'm at that stage, uh, and there's some natural abilities I bring to the table. Right. Well, now that now you see your design, you got it all in front of you, and now here and here's the and so to help people start using it, right, or at least dis- discovering it more and getting it going, deploying it, if you will, it's kind of nice to write this out on a piece of paper somewhere and not tell anybody that it's you. Oh, okay. And say, hey, I've got this individual. I said, here's who they are. What do you think they would be good for? What a, yeah, what a great just exercise. Just hand some people in your life and say, hey, look at that person there on that list. What do you think they would be good at? What kind of ministry would you place them based on that evaluation or that information? Yeah, just, That's a great exercise. Yeah, and just see what they say. Yeah. And then they say, well, if, and if, if they struggle with it, say, well, that's me. That's who I am. That's how I see myself. Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, I think that's wrong. Well, sure. You know, that's okay. Uh, well, yeah, that might be up. part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. So, um, all right, here's what we're going to do. Now we're going to move into this thing. Again, this is the overview. So I want to talk to you about how to start discovering your design. Yeah, this is important. This is important. Yeah. Got to have a starting point. Well, one, listen to this podcast, which you should be doing if you're listening. <laughs> you should be listening to this podcast if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. I okay. like where
0: your head's at on that.
1: All right, so for whatever reason, when I was working on this, I put this together way back when and I've used it periodically. I, I took the word start. S T A R T. See, you were
0: so good Design, at those sorts start, of things. Yeah.
1: Uh, there was a time there was there was a phase I was in years ago yeah. where I really like acronyms. I didn't. I I looked at the notes and didn't even realize that, yeah. that, that it was that's an right. acronym. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Man, that's why word start is all caps. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wise. I know, man. So <laughs> so so when I was working on this way back in the day, I I I I was in acronyms, so I got this. Yeah. I thought, okay, let's let's start this thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so. All right, so I would recommend that first of all you study. That's the S and start. You, you just study God's word. Yeah, that's a
0: great place to start. Pardon the pun. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's 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 where we all need to start.
1: Yeah. So you study God's word on you know what does the Bible say about Him giving me desires? Mm-hmm. And you know you also you're going to come into verses about how your desires can also be misleading, and how they're corrupted by sin. Okay. Mm-hmm. But through all of that you'll You'll start understanding how God uses certain desires to move you in certain directions. Sure. Okay. And you'll understand how God uses your experiences. You know, you're studying the word. You're studying God's word on what he says about desire, experiences, spiritual gifts, your personality. You know, like you just start studying all that, the design stuff. What does God has to say about it? So, you know, get into it. Uh, Then uh, I want to say just trial and error. That's the T, trial and error. So, use, okay, so here's how it works trial and error. For me, way back when, uh, I was asked one time to um, uh, be a camp counselor at a children's camp. Yeah. So I had 11 third grade boys in my cabin. Yeah? Never going to do it again. Yeah. You learn pretty quick, huh? I learned within about five minutes. After God I God said on the bus you're going to learn today. And I mean literally five minutes down down the road, I'm in the back of the bus with my 11. We're in this big old yellow bus. There's no other boys on there, but sure. I, had, I had my 11. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, what have I done? <laughs> Trying to find the exit. <laughs> it's like, I know this thing's For the going next five days. But... I'm thinking I'm in my head. There's this countdown clock. Yeah. Okay. Now, because I can sort of fake a lot of things, you know, yeah. okay. Uh, and you know, we had fun, you know, I'm high energy, you know, yeah. I'm using every ounce of my extrovertness, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? All my socializing, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, but I'm, I'm noticing there is a difference between some count count uh, some counselors and myself. Right. Because there are some who I could tell they are all in this. Well, just because you it. were disciplined yes. enough there you go. to uh, deal
0: with it and make it through doesn't mean that that's what you need to be doing. You know, those that's are two right. different things. Yeah, that's
1: right. And the reason I did it is because my son was, my oldest son was in third grade and he was going. And oh, that's they, awesome. Yeah. So yeah good was, for you. Oh, yeah, And that's, that's the reason I did it. Right. And, uh. But after that, I realized this is...
0: But that was also the reason you never did it again. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. this isn't working for me. But now, I'm not good at this.
1: But now here's, uh, here's uh, but again, trial and error. Right. While I was there, um, there was one position that, I, that man, I thought, oh, I would love to do that. What was that? Well, if I were to help in a kids camp like that, mm-hmm. I could put together uh, lessons that they would have these... All the kids would come together in this big auditorium. Yeah. And the guy upstage, had the, all these object lessons. He's talking about whatever the theme is. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, man, I want to do that. See, that guy had no responsibility. He didn't hang out with the kids all day. Right. He would walk around, just sort of be seen, play the games with them, that kind of stuff. Then disappear for a while, and then and then he was came up on stage. I'm thinking, that's that's who that's me. Yeah. You know, not because I want to be on stage, but I'm thinking, that's that's me. Yeah. Well, whatever the reason is, that's That's me. Yeah. So, uh, sometime back, uh, so after that, I was actually invited to speak at a uh, girls camp. Yeah. (laughs) So, girls like elementary girls. Yeah. And I got to be that guy. Yeah. Loved it. I I bet. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what I'm saying is, you have to sort of get out there and do it. Yes. And, you know, realize, okay, this is not me. You know, that's me. And you'll start, you'll, you'll... Trialing, and you'll figure it out you start you got to just start doing it sure you know it's kind of like the you know for people who are in sports you know sometimes people get into a sport and they realize man this ain't for me
0: well so uh, for me specifically so i uh i've been playing drums since i was in fifth grade yeah, there you right go. so uh i i got involved in the church band i enjoy playing music love playing music and i'll tell you there's something different about playing christian music It is not only is it fun, but man, it's powerful, and it fills you up, and this and that. But I'll be honest with you, doing that in front of the church. I love playing drums, and I love church, but those two things just did not come together. I had this ability, you know, I have the ability to play drums. I've been in bands, and and this and that. But for some reason, that just didn't fit me. I in. And so, yeah, it was just one of those trial and error moments. You know, I loved the people I played music with. It wasn't anything to do with the music selection or Mm -hmm. any of that stuff. Just didn't fit for me.
1: Well, see, that's where I mentioned earlier that you will will discover your design, but it doesn't mean you're locked. Right. Because as you grow, you are going to change. Yes. Okay, and you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find that your you know, God may change your desire for a, a different ministry yeah, that you absolutely. didn't even know existed,
0: right? You know, and that I definitely didn't right. know I was going to be involved in, right? You know, so, or maybe be involved right.
1: in, right? So there may be a season where the drumming thing—you have the skills to, to drum, but right, God's moved you on to something else, yeah. You know, you can't do it all, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of skills that people have that just they just have the skills because it's really just that's what they do to provide for their family it has nothing to do. Oh, sure. Yeah. Ministry, if you will. You know yeah. What I'm saying? You know, even though providing for your family is a ministry, okay? Sure. You understand what I'm saying there. All right. So, all right. S-T, then A, analyze. So this is where you examine yourself. Pay attention to what ministries and people groups, are, you know, you're drawn toward. Take note of what you do well and when ministering. You know, also be honest with yourself about where you are spiritually. I mean, you just start. I mean, you take a hard look and you answer the questions that the, the design asks. Sure. You, know, you are. You are now. You are. You are the crime scene, <laughs> and you're there. You're the detective. Yeah. And you gotta pick through the evidence. Absolutely. What happened here? Mm-hmm. You know. And so, <laughs> because here's the deal. I, I use the crime scene analogy because that's what it feels like. Because you're gonna realize there's some broken pieces in this design. Oh yeah. And how does that fit in with, okay, I'm not perfect. Right. I, I've got some issues here. So how does God use me? Right. How does he use an imperfect design? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. An, an, an imperfect. How does he use a broken hammer? A broken screwdriver? Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So, uh, he, well, since he's, he's God, he can Thank God for that. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know I got a spiritual limp. How do I, I, how do I help God here? You know what I'm saying? I, sure. I'm... <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know. I love
0: that. I've got a spiritual, spiritual limp, limp. limp or my, I... yeah, I've got a yeah. spiritual arm that's broken. Yeah, what, exactly.
1: what do I, what yeah. do I do here? Yeah. You, you know, know, I'm blind in one eye. Yes. I see, but I don't see clearly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got cataracts, not spiritual cataracts, <laughs> yeah. and I'm I'm struggling here, you know. Right, right. So, uh, but so you got to evaluate an honest evaluation, and now there's a lot behind that analyzing because a lot of people are not comfortable with that; they don't know how to do that. And it's well, usually, that's difficult. Yeah, and we'll talk about that as yeah. we go through this. But uh, then we're still trying to start it. S T A, you know, uh, so study, trial and error, analyze. S T A, and now our request insight from others. This is where you're gonna just take some of the stuff that you've learned about yourself, talk to others, mm-hmm. and say, Hey, what do you think? What do you you know?
0: Or put that in front of somebody and say, Hey, like what do you think early, that yeah, person? Right. Yeah. And exactly, then just let like them unpack said.
1: it. Now here's the thing. Now uh, we used to offer this thing called shape at our class in our church and uh, we haven't done it in a while and really probably all right in this world of design, mm-hmm. evaluating yourself for ministry, there's different tools out there. Okay, there's one I can't remember the guy's name, but he wrote it's called Serve, S, and he uses S E R V E. Okay. You know, for for these things. Then there's another guy named uh, Eric Reese, which I have used quite often called Shape, and you can still buy the book. And um, and it walks through these things, except for the growth aspect. He has all the you know, spiritual gift, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences, shape. You know, you're shaped for ministry. Uh, I'd highly recommend that. It's an easy read. Um, but what I'm saying is that it, sometimes it may be good for you to get with some others and say, hey, let's, let's go through something like shape or design together mm-hmm. and let's help each other out. So, yeah. like, so here's what I've done. In my discipleship group, we go through the book shape. So we've added that to the mix in that one-year study part of the curriculum, if you will, is that we spend five or six weeks going through shape. And we talk about who we are and how we're designed and what does that mean? How does that impact us as husbands, as men, and, you know, that kind of... Well, and
0: from a discipleship group standpoint, it's like whenever uh, some of these guys move on and have their own groups, Mm -hmm. that may better help them pinpoint who it is that they want, you know, in their group, like, hey, here's my shape. Here's the way I kind of process, you know, here... Here's that. That seems to be similar to that person. We may be able to get on better than maybe somebody else
1: or something like that. Right. So uh, there's a lot of ways to use this. Sure, Sure. All right. So then the last letter in the START acronym is training. So once you discover or have a good idea of what your design is, then get training in it. For example, if you have the gift of teaching, then improve your skills and learn some techniques in teaching. Yeah. Yeah you know there's you know uh this is where you combine natural skills with your spiritual gift yeah okay so i'm gonna i want to develop my natural skill of teaching and this is why some people say this okay here's here's a thing that people do all the time i, I say all the time, i've seen this a lot well we ought to put them in children's ministry because they teach math to fifth graders or they teach it they teach uh, you know children
0: mm-hmm. and
1: well and we, so ought to we ought to put them in gen kids and let them teach our kids. You know, the, right. the I'm going no. Oh, time out. They may have a natural ability to teach that fifth grader at school on school subjects. Yep. But they may the spiritual gift of teaching is they have they have a divine ability to communicate mm-hmm. God's word to a certain group. And those two things are completely different. And those two things are completely different. Yeah. They may be a great algebra teacher at the high school. Yeah. But they may not connect at all when it comes to trying to teach the word to students. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So we we gotta, you know. However, the skills that they have in teaching the natural abilities, well, if they happen to have spiritual gift of teaching. Oh sure. Well, that will work. So that's what I'm saying. In other words, get some training. You know what I'm saying? In some areas. So like, um, I've been around some people who have the gift of mercy. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like. For example, like my wife there for a while. I would say she had. The, I would say she has a gift of mercy towards everybody. Then she has a gift of mercy killing towards me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, and hey. you probably deserve it. I probably deserve you it. You know. Yeah. So, uh, but okay. Years ago, Pam and I, we would go to like a hospital visit somebody. Yeah. And uh, I was passion church or whatever, and uh, we would go. And here's how it would work. I just, I just didn't have. I'm, it wasn't that I was cold. It was just that I just it just I was out of my element for some reason. Yeah, you know, gotta I, I keep in mind I'm an introvert. You know that kind of thing. You know, I mean, I can, I mean, I can do what I want to say, but I'm not natural at it. So we would go to a hospital. There'd be somebody in, you know, laying in the bed there. We'd go in. There may or may not be family in there. Or there may be. I would literally walk in. and That's you know, they say, oh hey, Pastor, how you doing? I'd say, hey, you know, and Pam's with me. You know, my wife and. I, you know, I'd say, hey, you guys. man, what's going on? How you doing today? I'd ask, you know, the typical questions you ask yeah. when you go to the hospital. <clears throat> and they would answer. And then uh, as they're answering, I would just sort of stand there, and then my wife would take over. Yes. She would walk over to oh, – she would get over there beside the bed. She might even slide a chair up there. Yeah. You know, let's just say it's a senior adult laying there. Sure. She would, like – uh, uh Oh uh, we'll just call the senior adult, you know, lady in the hospital. She would just she would grab her hand and hold her hand. Yes. And just say, Man, we've been praying for you. You know what I'm saying? Is there anything we can do for you? You know, and she would just say the right stuff, be the everything would just be um, mercy. Yeah. He, it's best for you to just go on and get out of the way. And I would. And here's what would happen. See, that's
0: being that's being mature. Yeah, that's that's knowing yourself. Uh, that's right. So yes. the best person Get in the, out order of the to way. do this is my yep. wife, not me. Yes. Get so out of the way.
1: My wife would provide that emotional comfort. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And here's here's where I would step in. <laughs> Somebody would ask, like in the room, like one of the family members, or you know, say so, especially if it was a a, a, a serious thing, they'd say, well, "Why do you think God let this happen?" Now, my wife's not interested in answering that question. At all. Right. But that's just your game. But that's my game. Yeah. Now you just invited me, and in, you know you just walked into my arena. Yes. So now let's have a conversation about yes. that. Yes. Because my my spiritual gives us teaching. Yes. That's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then we'll have this conversation about about why would God let this, or if He even did, right? Calls it or allowed it, or you know those kinds of things. So anyway, then we get into all that, and so, uh, uh, but Pam will do her thing, and uh, now with that said. Uh, I knew that I needed some developing. So, you know, I would, you know, I would listen to other pastors. We'd get together and and we would talk about, you know, how to, we'd talk about weddings and funerals and we'd talk about hospitals and we would talk about how to make disciples and, you know, whatever we're talking, you know, just kind of learn from one another, you know, and I'm just going, Oh, that's good. I, I need to do that. Oh, I need to stop doing that. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, and so you just get training. And so you just say, okay, here's what I'm oh, and by the way, here's what's amazing. I don't know why churches don't can't figure the Christians can't figure this out. Because the secular world's got it figured out. And uh, in the world of sports, yeah. Especially at the elite level, they're not asking all the players to know everything. Oh no. Yeah. They are specialized. Yep. You know what you're supposed to know. And the successful teams have a see in football. They have eleven players mm-hmm. who know their role and their responsibility, and they're not trying. Everybody's not trying to run the ball. Everybody's not trying to throw the ball. Yep. Everybody's not trying to catch the ball. You know. And um, and I think as Christians we need to we need to understand our design. Our design. We are designed to play a certain position. Yeah. Yeah. Let's think about it in those terms. Football yep. team for yep. God. Yep. Yeah. So we've got our position. We've got to have, we got to have the tackles and we've got to have the guards and we've got to have the tight ends and we've got to have the running backs and we've got to have the defensive back, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, and what, what's strange is, is that we can identify that a whole lot easier on in sports cause it's physical, but we got to be able to do that for ourselves and say, you know what? Um, there are times, okay. When we're talking about our design and ministry, there are going to be times where you're going to realize. I'm gonna have to operate out of my twenty percent, not my eighty percent. Right. Oh, no doubt. Okay. Yeah. So this is where the church starts looking funny, because here, here's what happens: if 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 you're not developing your people to operate out of their design, what's going to happen is you're going to have hands trying to talk. So you got a lot. You got hands talking. Yeah. You got uh, feet trying to feed people. <laughs> See what's happening here? Yep. And you know, so uh or you have eyes that are blinking trying to communicate and right. they're terrible at it. Right. And nobody knows what they're saying. It's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know so it just it becomes this weird, disformed, weird looking body of believers, but but when you have the majority of the people operating if the hands are doing the hands, the feet are doing the feet, yep. the eyes are doing the eyes. About, you know, all of a sudden, now you're going to have a body that's functioning. Absolutely, you know what I'm it's saying. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and there are times where part of the body gets hurt. So I mean, there are times where you know, you know, you you break your right arm, and but you're, you know, you're right-handed. Well, mm-hmm. now you're going to have to drive left-handed, eat left-handed, all that stuff. You, know, you can stuff. do those things, but it's not
0: as, like, to, to write left-handed. If right. you, it's, it's You can communicate,
1: but it's right. sloppy. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to wrap it up with this little object lesson or this exercise. Okay. To help you to understand the importance of this. Okay, so, listener, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go take a piece of paper, blank piece of paper, and take a pencil or pen. It doesn't matter. And with whatever you normally write your name, whatever hand you write your name with, mm. I want you to write your name. Just write it. Now, when you're done, switch hands and write your name again. Now, here's what you're going to discover. And I've, I've done this exercise every time I've taught this. I've had people saying, get out a piece of paper, you know, blah, blah, blah. And without exception, here's, here's what you're going to learn. When you write your name with the hand that's designed to write your hand, your dominant hand, uh you're gonna do it better, you're gonna be faster, and you don't have to think about it as much, and it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be easier. Yeah. A lot less energy. Yeah. When you write with your non dominant hand, you've got to slow down. You gotta think more. It's gonna be sloppier and um you're gonna find it much more difficult. Yeah. Okay You're gonna end up being frustrated by the you end you accomplish of it. the same thing. Yeah. But one was much harder, much more. You got it done, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you were operating not with how you're designed. So when you're oper- when you if you're operating outside your design, you can do all these other things that people do. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be as good. It's going to be frustrating, and you're going to probably get burned out. Yeah. And you're not going to want to do it, you know. And so, but if you're operating out of your design, you're gonna find energy, enthusiasm. You're gonna find that you want to do these things, and it's not. It's not gonna. I'm not saying it's gonna be all easy and roses, but you're gonna find yourself when you're when you got your design and you're doing what you're passionate about. It doesn't feel so much like work anymore. Doesn't, sure. Even when you're sacrificing, it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing, mm-hmm. even though you are. Or it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing as much. Sure. So, um, there you go. That's your design and how to get started. So here's what we're going to do over the next several uh, podcasts. We're going to take one element. So the next time we're going to talk about our desire. Okay. Okay. Unpack that in detail. Uh, How do you recognize your desire? You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with our desires? How do you weed through, you know, my own personal desire versus, you know, your selfish desires versus the desire God gives you? Those kinds of things. Yeah. So we're going to sort of wrestle with all that, all that stuff. So we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into it. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I think this is going to be helpful for people.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I've I've tried to, you know, unintentionally uh, like th- this sort of thing. Knowing who we are and knowing, discovering what it is that we're supposed to be doing for God is a fascinating subject. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I think this will be helpful for people. Um, in the sense that for, especially for those who are who are who are trying to figure out what does God want me to do? Yes. Because what's gonna here here's, here's So first of all that's a great question. That's a great I, man, question. I mean, I am super stoked that people right. are asking that question. Yeah. Because at church we have we have students who are asking, Well, what does God want me to do? Yeah. You know, and that means something different than say somebody who's retiring. Now does what now what does God want me to do with my retirement? Mm-hmm. How does how does he want me to fill the time? Yeah, and so uh, that's going to look different. Yeah, but well, okay, well, but if you know your design, God's already told you. See, that's or yeah, at least he gave cool. you some indications. Sure, and you kind of know three options, but not those other three. Sure, you know. Yeah, you know, you just, it, it'll help fine tune and and where you don't waste your life kind of a thing. You know, sure. you're really just diving into it. All right. Well, I hope this is helpful to you. Uh, until next time, you know, just be thinking about your design and uh, we'll dive into this deeper.
0: Thank you for listening. This has been Conversations. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to click subscribe and leave us a great review. And to find out more about Genesis Church, please visit www.genesisbegins.com.